Hi, friends. Welcome back to Foggy Oak Scary Tales. This week's story is about two siblings, Harlan and Arlie, who are desperate for a trampoline. Their parents agree to get them one, but the kids are impatient and wish that a trampoline would show up right now. And that is how they meet the tramp o mean. For the past year, Arlie and Harlan had begged their parents for a trampoline. A big trampoline they could do tricks on was preferable, but any trampoline would do. Any at all. Their parents were unsure about whether that was a good idea. Plenty of Arlie and Harlan's friends had broken an arm or a leg or a nose or a tooth while being a little too adventurous on a trampoline. And those were the safer trampolines of today. Their mother and father remembered quite vividly the netless, bare-springed contraptions of their youths. Trampolines where overzealous jumps would rocket kids straight off and onto the ground, or where fingers and delicate skin were pinched in the uncovered springs. Sure, trampolines now had covers for the springs and secure nets to keep kids from hurtling to the ground, but that didn't make them safe. And yet, the parents had fond memories of their trampolines, dangers and all, and the many hours of rambunctious play they'd enjoyed on them. After almost a full year of begging, and now that Arlie and Harlan were 10 and 8, it began to seem like a possibility. It was October, near Halloween, and the leaves were beginning to turn, and the air was beginning to get a lovely crisp smell that foretold morning frosts and hot apple cider. Perhaps more importantly, their birthdays were both in late October. Seeing that their parents were softening, Arlie and Harlan ramped up their campaign to plead for a trampoline. It's such good exercise, Mom, Harlan argued. We could play for hours, Arlie enthused. Oh, well, I suppose we can get one now that you're older, their mother conceded. Be patient, though. It'll take time to figure out what to get. Oh, Mom, Arlie whined. I wish we could get one now. Any trampoline at all. It's so hard to wait. I want it now. Oh, dear, their mother chuckled. What do they say? Be careful what you wish for. You just may get it. (laughs) She laughed at her own joke, gave them each a pat on the head, and wandered off. But I do wish we could get one right now, Arlie muttered mutinously. Yeah, me too, Harlan agreed. I wish one would just show up outside. They laughed together and headed for the backyard to play. But when they stepped out into the yard, there was something there that hadn't been there earlier that afternoon. That, in fact, hadn't been there even a few minutes ago when they were talking to their mother. It was a trampoline. A big trampoline. The slightly W-shaped legs of the trampoline gleamed in the afternoon sun. The deep purple protective spring cover and strong, tall, black protective net looked marvelously secure and new. 
The short ladder to ascend the trampoline and the shoe holder attached to it seemed sturdy and useful. It was, in a word, marvelous. Trampoline! They cried in unison as they bolted towards it. Surely their mother had been teasing them earlier. Their parents had somehow snuck a huge, brand new trampoline into the backyard without them knowing it and had been waiting for the perfect moment to reveal it. And now they had. And oh, it was wonderful. They tore off their shoes and tossed them into the shoe bag. They scrambled up the ladder and Harlan unzipped the protective net around the trampoline. They clambered onto the smooth, cool webbing of the trampoline's mat. They grinned at each other. And then they began to jump. At first, it was fun. Everything they had imagined. They competed to see who could spike each other the highest. They did seat drops and twirls and were just starting to talk about figuring out flips when something seemed to change. A dark cloud stole across the sky and a chill wind began to blow. Leaves came loose from the surrounding trees and swirled around them and the remaining leaves on the trees shook and hissed in the wind like snakes. Maybe we'd better go inside and get a jacket at least, Harlan said to his sister as they stopped jumping and looked at the dark cloud. They walked over to the zipper on the net, but when Arlie tried to pull it up to unzip the net and let them out, it wouldn't budge. That's weird, she said. It was easy to get in before. As they fiddled with the zipper and tried to get out of the net, the trampoline suddenly lurched off the ground and sent them toppling backwards away from the zipper. What? Arlie squawked while Harlan said, Ow! He had landed on his stomach. The breath almost knocked out of him. The children crouched on the trampoline on all fours. What is going on? On, is it an earthquake? Arlie wondered, trying to hold herself steady as the trampoline gave another frightening lurch that sent them both sprawling back onto their bellies. I don't think so, Harlan said, looking at the ground outside the trampoline, which was perfectly still and unmoving. The kids got themselves up into a seated position, but the trampoline bucked again and sent them shooting into the air. Popcorn! Popcorn! Harlan yelled as they came down, and both kids tucked into tight balls, arms wrapped firmly around their legs as they came down. It almost sounded like the trampoline let out an annoyed as it bucked again, sending them flying back up into the air, so high that they almost flew above the net. They both tried to hang on, but this time they were jarred so firmly when they landed that their arms flew off from around their legs and they were sent sprawling again. Harlan, I think something really not normal is happening here, Arlie said, lying still on the trampoline and wondering if she didn't move, would it stop tossing her around like a ping pong ball? A shiver seemed to ripple over the trampoline at her words, and suddenly everything went still. The wind stopped blowing, the cloud scooted away, and the sun started shining again. The trees stopped their rustling. The kids scrabbled over to the zipper again, and Harlan worked on unzipping the netting so that they could exit the trampoline. 
He had just gotten about half of his body out of the net and was scooting towards the ladder when the ladder itself swung off the ground, up and around, straight at his head. Harlan yelped in surprise and crashed backwards into Arlie as the ladder clanged ominously against the frame of the trampoline, hovering menacingly in the air. Harlan! Arlie yelled, grabbing his arms and yanking him further back into the net enclosure. The two of them gaped at the ladder as it swung towards them further and was stopped only by the net enclosure. The ladder tapped, tapped, tapped against the exposed metal of the poles, menacing them. As they watched, the zipper on the net started to slowly move downwards as if to zip them back into the trampoline. Oh no, Harlan said. No way we're getting trapped in this thing for a minute longer. On three, we're busting out of this thing and running. Okay, Arlie? Yes, she agreed emphatically. In fact, let's go now. One, two, three, she gasped and she reached forward and held the opening as wide as she could as the zipper struggled against her. Harlan had realized the ladder couldn't hit him if he shimmied out sideways. It didn't have the proper angle and was too long to easily move itself to get at him. So he wormed his way out of the opening and swung himself down to the ground, gesturing frantically at Arlie as he touched the grass. Come on, come on, he demanded. Arlie had to hold the opening while getting through it herself, which was not easy, and had to avoid the ladder as well, which was attempting to rock itself off the trampoline frame at her. But she did, squeezing and scooching herself through the narrow triangular opening. As she prepared to throw herself to the ground, she felt something grab her feet, cinching tight around them. She looked down in horror to see the shoe holder bag had wrapped itself around her feet. Harlan darted towards her and turned his back to her, shouting, Hop on my back and hold on, Arlie! I'll pull you free! The poles holding the safety net were beginning to bend downwards, bringing the ladder closer and closer as well. Arlie didn't think. She just hurtled herself at Harlan's back and wrapped her arms around his shoulders, hanging on for dear life as he charged forward, trying to pull her and her feet away from the trampoline. Arlie kicked and writhed as she began to be pulled back towards the trampoline as the shoe bag refused to let go. Harlan pulled harder in the other direction, and eventually, Arlie was suspended in midair, stretched between Harlan and the trampoline. In a flash of inspiration, she said, Harlan, I'm going to let go. Maybe when the trampoline feels your pulling stop, it'll be surprised and snap back a little and I can get free. We have to try. And before Harlan could protest, she did. Arlie landed on the ground with a thump. But as she had predicted, the release of Harlan's pulling and the change of direction caused the shoe holder to temporarily release its grip on her. It loosened just enough that Arlie was able to wriggle her feet free and drag herself away. The trampoline creaked and groaned so loudly it sounded like it was yelling in frustration. Harlan reached down to help Arlie up, and together they ran all the way back to the house, not daring to look over their shoulders. When they made it inside, they were panting and scratched up, their eyes wide and terrified. 
Catching sight of them, their mother ran over with a worried cry. What on earth happened? She demanded. It was, Mom, the trampoline you guys got, Arlie began. It's evil. It attacked us, Harlan finished. They both stood there panting and looking at their mother, wondering how their parents could have done this to them. (laughs) Okay, kids, good joke. But really, what happened? Their mother asked. Mom, Arlie said, starting to feel angry. That trampoline is alive and it hates us. We have to get rid of it. Arlie, what trampoline? Their mother said in a frustrated voice. The trampoline your father and I just ordered won't be here for weeks. Arlie and Harlan looked at each other, aghast. They looked at their mother to see if she was teasing them, but she looked perfectly serious. Mom, that's not funny, Harlan finally responded, and he grabbed her hand and dragged her towards the door to the backyard. It's right out here, he said as he pulled her along. When they opened the door and stepped out into the backyard, there was no trampoline at all. I don't understand, Arlie mumbled. It was right here, Harley protested. All right, kiddos, if you don't want to tell me what happened, fine. But don't come dashing in here like you've seen a ghost and barely escaped with your lives again either, their mother said, wagging her finger at them. And then she went back inside and closed the door. Harlan and Arlie were left standing there, wondering. Barely believing it was possible, they tiptoed back towards where the trampoline had been. As they drew closer, they noticed a charred circle in the lawn where the trampoline had been, like a thin strip of grass had been burned all the way around where the trampoline's legs touched. Arlie walked right up to the burned patch. When you stood next to it, it became clear there was more to it than you could tell at a distance. Harlan, the circle, it's actually words, burned around, she exclaimed. Words? Harlan asked, walking closer. Together, they bent lower to read the words burned into the ground. When they did so, a grating, hissing voice resounded across the yard. I am not nice. I am not sweet. I like to catch and keep your feet. Be careful what you wish, or else you'll find me here and lose yourself. Beware, beware this Halloween. Beware of me, the Trampomine. Harlan and Arlie looked at each other and at the burned words forming the circle where the tramp-o-mean had appeared. I think we can wait for Mom's trampoline, Harlan said. I think so too, Arlie agreed. And the two turned and walked away, never to speak of the tramp-o-mean again. Oh my, I don't think I'll be making any demanding wishes this month. I hope you're enjoying our Foggy Oak Scary Tales, featuring music by Lee Knight, who composed and performed the music for these stories. Thank you so much, Lee, and happy October, friends.